side of the debate are you on? Are you pro-rotary or are you anti-rotary? I'm not talking about rotary clubs. And I didn't know that this was such a debate. Honestly, a new one was installed in Norwich, downtown Norwich. If you haven't been recently, there's a brand new rotary. What do we know about this rotary? I know that it's not much different than any other rotary I've ever seen before. I am pro-rotary. And let me tell you why. Welcome to Pep Talks Podcast. All right, it's Pebs, and I'll be the first to admit, born and raised in Norwich, and I absolutely love the city, but I have not been to downtown Norwich most recently to see this rotary, but I have seen pictures, and I've seen the discussions over online, and I know exactly what's happening but without actually being there. Maybe I should have taken a field trip before I recorded this, but I know downtown Norwich so well. The pictures are so clear to me. I see what's happening here, and I think it's great. Pro-rotary all the way. In New London, actually, there are two rotaries that are like, bam, bam, right next to each other. You have to go underneath a bridge, and then you hit the other rotary right out of the other one. So I could see in that point, oh my gosh, if there's going to be any sort of uproar, it would have been when that rotary was built in New London, right? Well, no. Norwich residents, maybe it's new. There is a rotary in Salem, Four Corners, which kind of connects through Norwich. I would think that some of the residents would understand how the rotary works, but it seems, according to the comments over online, that there's a lot of anti-rotary people. On one of the community forums, I saw someone posted, and let me read it for you. I was thinking about that stupid roundabout downtown. When winter comes and it gets bad outside, think about all the accidents that are about to happen, SMH. I mean, wow. I think that person is anti-rotary. I think we can just say that, right? And then somebody commented, honestly, if that little roundabout is too complex to navigate, then you need to retake your driving test or shouldn't be driving. (laughs) And then you've got a million replies back and forth. I'm sure if you're a member of the Norwich Community Forum and you're from Norwich, then you've seen these debates. I mean, people going back and forth, arguing that a rotary isn't going to be effective, that traffic is going to pile up because the rotary is too small. A lot of people questioning why does there need to be one there. People very upset about the lack of downtown parking in Norwich. I wasn't aware of that. Is there a lack of parking in downtown Norwich? Because every time I've ever gone to downtown Norwich, there's been plenty of parking. But maybe that's just me. A lot of people super upset about the snow plows that haven't even been given a chance to drive through the brand new rotary in downtown Norwich. Like, and people are already up in arms saying that they're going to completely ruin it. I just want to remind everybody about the other rotaries around. Uh, They're completely fine. Every winter, I haven't noticed anything at all wrong with the rotaries. If anything, they're more well-kept and better sanded and salted and stuff because it's a giant circle. So you can't have that be icy. The problem here with any rotary, I would believe, if you, let me guess, I'm going to make a stance here. If you're anti-rotary, it's because you don't know how to drive in one, right? I could be wrong, but yes, rotaries at first can be 
something to get used to a little bit, but it's not something to complain about on a forum, right? And do you not think that there haven't been studies conducted by people who are actually like paid to do this for a living to measure why there would be a rotary put there? Listen, if you've ever been to downtown Norwich, you know what a freaking mess, like one ways in certain directions, like what? I think this rotary is going to be a blessing. This is huge. I can finally get to where I need to be a whole lot quicker instead of waiting at lights for five minutes that don't make any sense. There are professionals, people who are actually in charge of these sorts of decisions. And of course, I know not all decisions from the higher ups and the professionals are always the best, right? But in this situation, I feel like anytime road work is being done, for the most part, I would say like 90% of the time... The lines are paved correctly, right? People are complaining that there are like boats in large trucks driving up on the curbing. And I'm like, oh my God, that's part of the rotary that is built that way for the trucks that are too big, but they still need to be on the rotary. That's what the curbing is for. So then another person posted on one of the forums uh, out there, these are the rules of a rotary. And here they are for people who don't know. And it was very non-condescending. It was an excellent read. And I just rebrose through it just because, you know, I got to refresh my memory. Again, even though I travel through multiple rotaries all the time. It was still just nice to read and still the negativity in the comments and stuff like people. Maybe again, I need to drive through this rotary. Maybe it like takes you through hell or something and back. But (laughs) pro rotary or anti rotary, let me know. If you've never listened to Pep Talks before, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Every week I like to do a little bit of uh, motivation, a little bit of a pep talk, if you will. You know, a pep talk, pep talk, pep talk. So this week I saw a post and it just kind of like instantly was like, bam, I want to do that for my topic. My friend Tiger on Facebook posted and he always posts very interesting things and sometimes they challenge me or make me think twice about certain things and um, this one just caught my attention for sure it said it was a difficult truth a lot of people are practicing emotional avoidance and calling it positive mindset and I'm like whoa wait am I guilty of that first and foremost because I'm such a person who is positive and always trying to look on the bright side of things, trying to be an optimist. And I don't think at all that is what this is saying. Let me read it again. A lot of people are practicing emotional avoidance and calling it a positive mindset. Facing things head on this year in 2021 has actually been like a huge move for me and has helped me continue to just feel like I'm getting better and better as a person, as an individual. Emotional avoidance For me, that can mean constantly putting off, I'm going to stop drinking, I'm going to stop drinking. Finally, I'm like 226 days sober today, so I was able to accomplish that. But I was, for the longest time, doing the whole positive mindset, things will get better. But then I kept doing the same habits and kept drinking and doing similar things all the time. So that is also the definition of insanity, isn't it? Keep doing the same exact thing but expecting different results I see that in myself so the emotional avoidance for me firsthand I can tell you saying it's a positive thing and things are going to get better and having a positive mindset but in reality knowing what the true issue really was and that needed to be addressed and I'm so happy that I was able to do that 
For other people, uh, their emotional avoidance could be not cutting ties with people that they should. And also just maintaining friendships that are constantly negative or following people on social media that bring no benefit to you whatsoever or make you not feel that good. Just unfollow the person. It's not the end of the world. If you don't feel good in following somebody, then seriously, stop paying them any of your attention. Your time is valuable. And your emotions are valuable and you got to pay attention to them. So for me, emotional avoidance, whether you got to, you know, cut that tie or set that boundary with another individual or whether it's confronting something that, you know, you're trying to avoid every day or trying to do away with every day. In my case, like with alcohol. And if maybe you've been thinking about doing a dry January coming up for, to start 2022, or maybe you just want to give up alcohol altogether and you need some motivation, if you want, listen to my Pep Talks podcast, episode 18, If I Find Your Credit Card, I Won't Spend It on Alcohol. And it's all about basically why I've decided to quit drinking. And I also am doing a tiny interview in that episode with one of my friends, Sam, who has decided to discuss her relationship with alcohol and her sobriety and her sober life as well. So again, that's episode 18 of Pep Talks Podcast. Try to just keep in mind, it's a difficult truth that we all have. One more time, a lot of people practicing emotional avoidance, calling it a positive mindset. Make sure that you're thinking positively and you're practicing confronting your emotions and the things that are coming your way. Find a way to turn them into something positive so that way you're not pretending it's a positive mindset. It actually is a positive mindset because you were able to convince and justify it to yourself that way. You got this. Another week, another pep talk. What a busy another week. The Clocked Out Podcast. I was a guest on Paulo's podcast. Again, the Clocked Out Podcast. You can find the link over on my uh, Pep Talks Instagram page. And I should also post up the YouTube video too in my website as well. So check out the Clocked Out Podcast. We talked about the dark side of Connecticut, the west side. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> we joked around about that and uh, the different areas, what makes Eastern Connecticut so special as I've mentioned here on Pep Talks podcast and uh, yeah, some other really fun things too. And uh, he has a wonderful plethora of people that he's had on that podcast. Take a watch over on YouTube or you can listen if that's your preference, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. This week, I also was able to get our photos back from Elaine. She does Lane and photography. Right here in southeastern Connecticut, you need to take her on the next date night that you have with somebody, your significant other, maybe your best friend. Definitely bring her along so she can take photographs, and they're going to be memories that you'll hold on to forever. We just got ice cream. It seems so simple, and I can't wait to frame these bad boys. Michael's Dairy down the street in New London at Mitchell College right on their campus. We had uh, an ice cream. I had cone. He had cup. And we... We sat on the back of his mini truck, the sides fold down, and she was able to take pictures of us while we just ate ice cream and kind of had a chat. It was super cute, and the photos are posted at peb.talks. Thanks, Elaine. You are the best. Can't wait to work together once again. 
What else this weekend? My niece, Noelle, turned five years old. That's a huge birthday, right? Unicorn themed. It was a little rainy this past weekend, but still a great time. And I came through as a good aunt with a gift of squishy poop. You know, those like stress ball kind of things. But it was in the shape of the poop emoji. And there were like different colors and decorations on them and designs and stuff. It was super cute. Apparently, it was a huge hit, okay? And then also this weekend, I did game night. If you don't do this, gather around your friends and do a game night. And I'm talking about friends maybe that you see every like three, six, maybe every year, every three to six months to a year. And this is such a fun way to just kind of shoot the shit with one another and have fun playing board games. We actually had so much to catch up on, me and my friends, that we ended up not playing any board games. But they're are usually always board games being played. (laughs) I've been doing my roller skating and I did bake too in my last podcast. I said that I was going to make some interesting things. I decided to go with a baked uh, pear cake because I had pears that I wanted to use that were freshly picked at Holmberg's that I mentioned in one of my past episodes. And we also had apple cider. So I made some apple cider donuts, but I don't have a donut tin. So I made muffins. I guess it's like the same thing. And I they're very delicious. So I'm good with that. And uh, this past weekend, too, you should look into this in the future and see what all other things United Way is up to. But the United Way of Southeastern Connecticut hosted along with the Mystic No Ink Library a story time for kids and they signed up different families to be read to just this past Saturday. I was so grateful that I got a free Live United t-shirt from the United Way and I posted up some of those photos as well. You can find those at peb.talks and the kids were so cute. I got to flip through some different books. Very good time, beautiful weather outside. It was just picture perfect story time. So I know they have other events like that. Again, check out the United Way and they even have an Instagram page as well. Are you ready for a question of the week? Here we go. Ask yourself this if you are a parent. Would you ditch your kids and coach if you got upgraded to first class on an airplane? According to a new survey, 40% of parents said that they would leave their kids in the cheap seats and move themselves up. And 9% of parents said that they would leave infants behind. Like, I don't know. Is this supposed to be like a joke? (laughs) Overall, 55% of parents said that they dread flying with their kids. And uh, 36% say that they've been embarrassed by their kids' behavior on a trip. I mean, I thought about it for a hot second. And if I was on a trip, like my whole family, like we would always all stay together. And um, my parents, I love them to death. I imagine that they would give the seats to me and my brother, like that we would get to sit in first class and they would stay in coach. I love them. They're the best. That's what would happen, right, mom and dad? (laughs) So question of the week, would you ditch your kids in coach if you got upgraded to first class? Like seriously, would you? All right, I got the top five reckless car models, like the ones that are most likely to probably have a higher insurance. The story of two men who just survived 29 days lost at sea and what to do with your Halloween costume when you're done with it. That's coming up. But first, if you know me, I am a very picky eater. It's a joke amongst those that I love. (laughs) 
and who go out to restaurants with me that I eat like a five-year-old. I eat chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. And it was foreign to me that breadcrumbs came on top of mac and cheese until I went to college. So I was like, what the hell? Where's my craft? But a woman in England has it worse than me. She has a fear of vegetables and has apparently eaten nothing but cheese, garlic bread, and chips since she was a kid. Her name is Emma. She's 34 years old, has a fear of trying new foods ever since she was four years old. And she says that this vegetable phobia stresses her out to the point that her social life has obviously suffered, right? She says, quote, when I see vegetables cut up or ready to be eaten, then the freaking out starts. I just get all clammy and tense and panic. She is currently featured in a British series, Extreme Food Phobics. So that's where this is all coming from. But what? Cheese, garlic bread, and chips is what she survived on? Good luck, Emma. I think there's too much pressure now. Anytime she like goes anywhere, anybody is going to be like, do you like it? Do you like that thing? And uh, she needs to like go and try things on her own and see what happens. I have a larger palate than that, so at least I feel better now. Two guys from the Solomon Islands were rescued last Saturday after they got lost at sea for 29 days. So they had a motorboat, and it's often a thing that they do in order to go from island to island, but their GPS got knocked off and just completely disconnected somehow, and they couldn't get it to work. So they were worried about, like, the gas in their motorboat engine, so they decided that they were just going to, like, start drifting, and they did it in the opposite direction, apparently, of where they needed to go for 29 days. That's pretty terrifying. So luckily they had taken with them a bag of oranges like for the trip. So that's what they survived off of. And a few floating coconuts in the water. That's weird, right? I'm guessing rainwater too probably had a play in all of this. But uh, the guys are totally fine. Obviously a little dehydrated. But they said that it was... And this is perspective for you. This is the positivity that I'm talking about. They said it was a nice break from the pandemic. When asked, like, how they feel. Like, seriously, that was kind of (laughs) their silver lining. So bizarre to me. 29 days, lost at sea. What are the car models that have the most reckless driving penalties? An insurance company, Insurify, they use their database of registered motorists to determine these car models. So, top five, we've got coming in fifth, a Chevrolet K1500. Number four, a Nissan 370Z, number three, an Isuzu Rodeo, uh, number two, a Hyundai Genesis Coupe, and uh, number one, a Mazda MX-5 Miata. My husband drives a Mazda Miata, (laughs) so totally reckless driver for sure. Thanks for that on our insurance, babe. Appreciate it. What to do with your Halloween costume once you're done with it. Uh, Not all kids get the experience of like a normal trick-or-treating thing. So, you know, if you could just donate, that would be great. There's a charity called Ween Dream, as in like Halloween Dream. It's called Ween Dream, and it donates costumes to kids all over the U.S., Any kid who is faced with a unique challenge, including those with special needs, physical or mental disabilities, homeless children, kids living in poverty or at shelters, kids with serious medical issues or in the foster care system or have experienced a recent trauma, a natural disaster. This is who is going to benefit from your costume. So you can donate yours or even make a monetary donation. This is really cool. It's ween dream. I'm sure if you just Google it, something's going to pop up for you. 
And speaking of Halloween costumes, the top five costumes for kids. Number five, witch. Four, superhero. Three's Batman. Two's a princess. And number one's a Spider-Man. A a Spider-Man. I sound like such a just not cool person. Top ten adult costumes. Uh, No, top five. Top five. Pirate uh, coming in five, fifth place. Number four is a cat. Three's a ghost. Two's a vampire. One is a very creative witch. Like, what the heck? Come on, guys. Really? Things really haven't gotten better over the years. Are you ready for that 90s show? Yeah, I'll tell you all about it. I got the details. Plus, what do you get Cardi B for her 29th birthday? Because the present's so ridiculous, you'd probably think it would at least be her 30th birthday. It's that crazy, but no. He got her a freaking mansion. He got her a video, and it showed a new home. And it's got a rooftop pool and it's got to be somewhere either like the Dominican Republic or somewhere in like the Caribbean islands. Because Cardi was saying that she wanted to buy real estate out there and do investments and stuff out there for their future. And uh, Offset just went ahead and with also her father, like his permission and some other family members, too, they made it happen kind of behind her back. So they got her this piece of property and beautiful mansion on it down in one of these amazing islands so it's got like this beautiful ocean in the background the drone view that I saw in the video it's crazy so I guess that's what you get somebody for their 29th birthday if their name is Cardi B but what is he gonna do next year I swear this couple just can't keep topping themselves like this did you see this video of an actor named Jamie Costa He does this impression of Robin Williams, and I've never seen anything like it before. Like, it's very, very good. So in the clip, he looks like Robin Williams, very young, acting in Mork and Mindy. And it's a dramatic scene as him being Robin, obviously, learning about John Belushi's death. And so now everybody on the Internet thinks that he should do a biopic. And I'm kind of into that idea because I can only imagine what it would look like if they really put something together because this was just like a screen test do you remember smash mouth that all-star song that they had and a few others too right well anyway their singer steve harwell he went viral and i guess he's retiring after this chaotic concert if that's what you want to call it in the video he is uh very intoxicated and um not making too much sense and not doing too much singing inviting people up on stage and it was just seemed kind of be like a little bit of a mess and he said I've tried so hard to power through my physical and mental health issues and to play in front of you one last time but I just wasn't able to so that's really sad I'm hoping that he can you know do what he needs to do to get himself better because we would love to see you on stage rocking it and doing the thing that you want to be doing. But if you don't want to be up on stage doing the thing, then come on, man. Like, we just, I feel bad. Good news, Bruno Mars. I know I said the whole Silk Sonic album wasn't going to come out until 2022. Like, that was what the rumor was. But now he's saying November 12th. So that's cool because there's no need to wait a whole extra like why would you do that especially get like those Christmas sales Bruno there's got to be some money in that Adele Smart and her album is coming out November 19th I'm very excited to hear that we haven't heard from Adele new music from her in a while so that 70s show it's a spinoff that 90s show do you think that they can make it work it's on Netflix it's going to be coming 
to Netflix. And the same Red and Kitty Foreman are coming back, the same actors and actress. And they're going to be visited for the summer by their granddaughter, which is Eric and Donna's daughter, which is kind of an interesting idea, right? We'll see if it can work. Check out over on Instagram. I know I keep referencing back. It's peb.talks and over on TikTok as well. I love sharing these different photo shoots that I do, like the one I mentioned earlier. And also I'm going to be posting pictures too. Uh, Brittany and I work together again with some other phenomenal ladies to pull together a Mad Max type photo shoot. We went to a junkyard, Patchog Picker, and that's located like right in Griswold, right before Patchog State Forest, obviously. And uh, it's so cool. They have like all these different signs and just racks with tools and everything that you can possibly imagine. I mean, it's a junkyard, right? So we did our makeup all heavy, dark eyes and like kind of fishnets, wearing all black and our boots. We looked pretty badass, I'm not going to lie to you. I wouldn't fuck with us in the middle of an apocalypse. So check out those pictures. There is going to be more and more posted at peb.talks. And I would love to follow you back. Thanks so much for listening. It's another week of Peb Talks Podcast. I'll see you next Friday at 5.